Yo, pass the mic, then I'll pass the light. Roll another blunt, we on good vibes. Some pine kush and northern lights. Red eyes, call it pretty eyes. I'm satisfied, I'm in my zone. Roll another one, take another toke. What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Blood Tenders Podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and you already know I got my road dog with me, Rocky. What's happening with you? What's going on, Jarrell? Nothing much, just chilling. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Yeah, it's a little warm outside. <laughs> you always talk about yeah. how hot it is. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's Vegas. It's still there. It ain't going nowhere. Nope. Um, what is different is that we have another special guest. Super special. Yeah. So this is funny because we had went to a party, an after party, and uh, ran into a friend of ours, Danny. Mm-hmm. And Danny introduced us to Darby Cox. And she was... So nice. So, but there's a story behind that, and I'm gonna let Darby tell this story. Darby, what's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you guys for having me. No, oh, we're so happy yeah, to have you fun. on. So that was a funny meeting. It really was. It really was. Yeah, and we talked for a hot little minute there, and then some interesting facts came up, which was like, oh yeah, this is my friend Darby, and then somewhere in between of talking or whatever, smart smoke cartel came into the mix and I was like wait a minute somebody said smoke cartel so big fan explain to me how that was the coalition of our conversation so I am the former CEO of smoke cartel and I co-founded the company with my former business partner Sean oh goodness in 2013 it's been it's been a long minute (laughs) so you've been like at the beginning of cannabis I am Probably not the very beginning, but definitely the very beginning on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And we were one of the first um, online head shops after the Tommy Chong fiasco, which I'm sure everyone here is, is familiar with. And uh, that was, it was right as Colorado had legalized, and it was just really, truly a, a great moment to, to enter the industry. Right. So that was around the time when the legal market just started coming to... Absolutely. Yeah. And really, people were just starting to talk about it. I mean, you can Google news articles back on, um, from 2013 on the East Coast, and people are talking about cannabis extraction as the new form of meth. It's really remarkable how far we've come <laughs> in oh, oh, man. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> You remember that, right? It's ridiculous. It's it's crazy. I mean, I think that, you know, if you you want to keep something generating in a a perfect light and in a perfect way in this government, you just got to shut other shit down. You know what I mean? Like, seriously. Like, if it's not from a financial aspect, you know, and it's just from the quality of life aspect, you can Mm -hmm. kind of forget that for real. Mm -hmm. So I know that that must have been a really tough time to get into that industry at that time. It really was. No one really wanted to talk about it. We had tremendous services getting payment processors, getting banking. We went to buy a building at one point and... They were like, well, all of your income comes from the cannabis industry, so we really can't give you a loan. I mean, the the hurdles were tremendous. Um, but you find little pockets of support along yeah. the way, and, you know, just the passion of knowing what you're doing is, is good for the greater good, I think, keeps the motivation going. Right, because I could just imagine it's hard now to get loans or get anything when it comes to cannabis uh, so I could just imagine when it first kicked off, it must have been super hard to get into that. And I really don't think banks were saying yes at all, right? I mean, oh, was like no. a, that was just a no thing. It was an on. absolute, absolute no for many things. And then for things that you wouldn't even think about, like we had um, an HR software we were using to schedule the time clocks for our employees. And um, it wasn't handling payroll at all. It was just literally a time clock. And then that software sort of started doing their research and looked at our website and we're like, ooh. 
we're actually no longer going to do business with you. No. We're paying them like $1,000 a month to manage this time clock. And then, nope, they're, they're gone. Oh, my, my gosh. Goodness. And then even so, it was like a cash business. So that's super hard in and of itself. I don't even know. Like, if I think about that time, it freaks me out. That's, I'm I like, can't uh, do it. Like, that's, that's like, um, it's so, like, I don't want to say, like, frustrating, but mm-hmm. it's, it's super... Like frustrating, it could be at times dealing with like so much cash, and that's a lot of responsibility. Like, how'd you put up with that? Oh, tons of responsibility, and there's just so much unknown. I mean, we were importing, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of product, Mm -hmm. and occasionally we would get custom seizures, and we would get it. They never outright, you know, seized it for being cannabis product. They would seize it and say, "Oh, you have a trademark violation," and then I'd come back and say, "Well, I own this trademark. This this is my product." (laughs) And then they'd come back and say, oh, just kidding. Now we think it's drug paraphernalia. Wow. Oh, man. Playing games, yeah. Yeah, no, and I think that that was like, we're going to give you an ounce. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, no, because I have, like, everything at stake. So if you take that away, I have no cards, zero cards to play with. So I appreciate that you actually stuck with it mm-hmm. and did something really, saying. really big with that company because literally when that was brought up in conversation, my head was, What? And then I was like, you? And then I was like, you know, the conversation was so free-flowing in the beginning. And I feel like I fucked it up a little bit because I was like, now I'm like, oh, my God. You turned to a fan. I'm so fangirling <laughs> right now. I didn't even know. But, no, that's how I felt. For real. And I told Linda, as soon as we got in the car, I was like, man, how easily this cannabis industry just intertwines. It's nowhere near as... I feel like it's nowhere near as easy as any other retail mm-hmm. outlet mm-hmm. anywhere. Seriously. Oh, absolutely. But um, what brought you to Vegas? Really just, I, I wanted a life change. Um, so we had just sold Smoke Cartel to High Tide, the Canadian um, cannabis corporation. Well, it was a lot of C's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know... The market was really hot, so I just personally sold my house, and I was looking for a new adventure. Um, I love the cannabis market out here in Las Vegas. I'm so excited about uh, the possibility of recreational lounges. I think that's going to be just incredible. And so wanted to pop out here, see what it would be like. I think the opportunities are going to be so crazy with those lounges in such a great way. But I just think that it just opens up the market. And really, I feel, and I could be wrong on this, but I feel like it's going to be the situation where that might withstand for people who are smaller dispensaries. Is you know we get closer to legalization, and you have larger mm-hmm. corporations and companies that are going to get involved, guaranteed. Absolutely, you know, it, the bomb will drop fast, and then when it does, and the dust kind of clears, lounges will still have a nice presence. Mm-hmm. And as as a matter of fact, I feel like it's going to have a really really great presence. So if you, you know, in the, in the dispensary industry and you're a dispensary owner and you're like, oh my God, in five years, it's going to be the end of the road for me. Mm-hmm. I think that if you have a lounge, that's kind of like a punch. You know what I mean? Oh, well, maybe you're not, maybe you're not going to, maybe it's going to be something a little bit more select. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I just feel like uh, you're, now you shift to like a really high class restaurant type of, you know, cannabis yeah. feel. You know what I mean? And don't mm-hmm. we deserve that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it gives business owners like options because with a dispensary, you can only do a dispensary so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with the lounge option, 
you can you can freak that a million different ways. Right. You can, you know, I don't so know if you can do like a comedy club or whatever, Ooh. like millions of ideas. So I feel like this like opens up the community um, so big. It's it's, it's a smoking exciting. spa, smoking spa. Uh, so many opportunities. So many, yeah. Especially you know in the art district here in Vegas, I feel like that's gonna blow up. I feel I like that's going to be like the small hidden treasure um, and it's going to blow the fuck up for sure. But also, too, I know that you're starting new ventures as well right here in Vegas yes. yeah. and continuing mm-hmm. ventures here in Las Vegas. So explain this to, to us what you're doing now. So I primarily do work in e-commerce, still a lot of work for the cannabis industry, but really think anything e-commerce. I love it. It's it's my bread and butter. Very enjoyable. Yeah, nice. Okay, so in the e-commerce world, that can break up into a bunch of different opportunities, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, cryptocurrency is something that's in everybody's minds right now. I think that's really fascinating. opens up a lot of financial opportunities for people who may not understand the stock market and or who may not trust it. You know, there's a lot of distrust in a lot of things these days. That's one of them. Yes. Well, it's brought a lot of stress into my life. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it really it really has because when you invest, it's not like stocks at all. I mean, it is. It's similar, right? It's similar, but it's a lot more stressful because mm-hmm. the chances for loss are so much greater. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm surprised that the cannabis industry hasn't blended in with the cryptocurrency yet. Or you know, much I really more. am too. It seems kind of like a natural fit. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, and it, you it would you would think it would be easy. Like you cut out a whole bunch of middle people yeah. that you're paying a shit ton of money to. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's so new, but you would think that the, the industry would say, "All right, the banks don't want to fuck with us." Then exactly right. Got, right here's our answer right here, but I don't know. So on Smoke Cartel, we did accept cryptocurrency for a long time, and people mm. did really enjoy using it as a payment method. And I think that, I mean, it, for us, it felt a lot safer because we never really worried about our account getting shut down on that method. So everything that came through that channel, we felt good and safe on. And then it was like switching payment processes every week and a half just to be <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> keeping four on deck, yeah. never knowing which bank is going to say no on what day. Yeah. So, and I'm sure that having that cryptocurrency like kick helped out too oh, especially absolutely. when that market kicked real high oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's like yes it did it did and, and like that's where i think that's where also the risk brings great reward with cryptocurrency because one day it could be just like flat this shit hasn't hasn't been moving it could just been like this the whole time or like this and then it's like and then down you know what i mean it's so crazy so there's so many ups and downs with cryptocurrency i don't even know how to like handle it but i think that that's the way the world's going i think we're gonna get rid of currency as a paper currency and you know what i mean like that kind of currency i believe that that's gonna be a thing of the past and that's gonna like eliminate a whole bunch of headaches i feel but it's gonna create a bunch of headaches absolutely You win some and you lose some. Right. I thought about it and then I was like, shut mm. up. That is not even true. You know there's going to be a lot of headaches with that. Yeah. But I'm just curious to see where the industry goes as far as like the uh, the banking and everything. Do you I think, think that eventually be. open up? I do. I mean, I really don't think they have any other option but to eventually accept it. I mean, there's all these cannabis companies that now are trading on the stock exchange and, you know... The movement is there. You can't really say no, I think, at this point. And uh, so for, I just applied for a um, 
cultivation license in Georgia, right? And part of the process was that you had to have a certain number amount of funds in a Georgia bank, and that was a huge nightmare, you know, trying to find one specific Georgia bank that would do it, but because there's this law that's now saying that Georgia has to have cultivation by X amount of date, there were a few banks who were willing to take the risk at extremely, extremely high, you know, fees for us. But for them, I mean, they're making a ton of money because we had to use a Georgia bank. So the opportunity for the banks is absolutely there. And they're greedy it's gonna take some they're gonna risk do on, it. on their yeah. part eventually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to level out, though, I feel like. I feel the, the, the tax portion of things is definitely going to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that they've made it so that it's still going to be relatively high, um, higher than most uh, goods, but I feel like it's going to probably like end up being something that is going to be definitely cheaper to obtain because there's going to be a lot of market for it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, so many people are going to be growing it. It's going to be so much cheaper to get. I don't know. I think it's going to be regu- be- better availability to people who can afford it mm-hmm. right now. I, w- I just hope it doesn't come at a cost like or the like the quality doesn't go down yeah yeah because i feel like the more widespread it gets then mm-hmm. you're going to get like the quality is going to go down so well yeah i think that that's going to be a given i think that you're still going to get like shitty cannabis and <laughs> in, vending in, in machines true, true. and shit yeah. like that because it's a turn and burn of things if People are doing really crazy things right now with cannabis. I ain't even going to talk about it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, people just roll that shit, and they put it out in the atmosphere, and it's just not great cannabis. So there is already an integrity loss right now because people are already trying to hurry up and rush and be like, I got to be number one in the market and number one in the industry. Before federal legalization comes, it's an absolute right way to feel mm-hmm. for from the money perspective, but it's... For other people who can't afford it and rely upon cannabis that they don't know where it's coming from or who grew it or, you know what I mean? Sometimes the traditional market is not the best because people just want to get anything out there. We know about that vape scare situation. I was about to bring that up. (laughs) And poor Jewel, you know, who had nothing to do with the poor thing. And they're in every single news article. Every picture is just a Jewel device and it's bad vitamin E acetate and poor cutters teenage kids with mm-hmm. book bags and in a jewel vape that's what the the image that they wanted to put out there in the atmosphere oh question though What's up? when do you guys think that we're going to finally be regulated like alcohol because i was at a dispensary the other day i bought my products i got my little exit bag and then i went home and i had the largest pile of trash i have ever seen <laughs> in my life like it was like the smallest amount of product for the largest amount of trash Oh my gosh, and that's another that's another thing. There will have to be standards on cannabis. So you can't and when it comes to government shit, they're going to make you pay the most to get shit tested. Everything is going to be has it's going to have to pass because guess what? Guess all those the guess all those big corporations and the government get paid from you fucking up some shit. You know what I mean? So like they're going to keep making their money regardless of if your crop fails or it passes, or if you shut down, or whatever the case may be. What I what I think might happen is they put a premium, or like a super super premium on the the high THC or the high quality stuff. So you like you like there's cheap liquor, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right. That that you might that's gonna taste like rubbing alcohol. Right. You can get for five dollars for <laughs> you know 
a, a fifth. But you know, then there's that expensive liquor that you know that's good, smooth going down. So that I think there's going to be like some kind of like regulations or some kind of like um, like uh, testing to where it says, all right, if it meets this quality or if it passes this quality testing, it'll be priced at this amount or in this price range. I mean, we kind of get that already, but it's kind of like whatever the, the dispensary decides. You yeah. know what I mean? So, But I think once it gets federally legalized, the more high-potency stuff is going to be required to be Where it's priced. supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, right. that's... And that's the stuff to. that's locked up behind the case, and then everything else is on the shelf yeah. down, you know, and you can yeah. just walk up and check out. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think there's going to be a, a market for the, like, Alan, I always say the, the most expensive restaurant, you know, you could still have that feel in a cannabis industry where you sit down and you have the greatest growers growing the best things, and you're having infused food you know delicious food with mm-hmm. cannabis terpenes and i think that there's just a market for it 100 percent. so i always tell people don't give up hope because a lot of time i, I talk to people and it's like i feel sad because it's like no don't feel sad about it you know you just have to here's the thing it is going to have it is what it is so when it does you just got to be prepared for it do what it is what you're going to do right like just figure it out because i say always prepare ahead of time Especially if you're a small business owner, Mm -hmm. you know, keep in mind that that's going to happen. And then that market's just going to be super solidified. You know, everybody's going to have a little taste of that market. And there's going to be a lot of T-shirts and there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, devices. And there's going to be so much more stuff because it's legal to make and manufacture. And there's no more restrictions on money. It's going to be crazy. When it finally does get uh, federally legalized, do you think we'll see commercials? Like, you know, like beer commercials and things like that? I would love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know? No doubt. Always wanted to do a commercial. That'd That's definitely dope. on yeah. my list of top 10 things I want to do. If you had to do, like, if it was your dream and you could do any cannabis commercial ever, what would it be for? I used to have this grinder brand called Cracking Grinders, yeah. and um, I have this dream of like a flowing octopus, and he like comes onto the screen, this massive kraken, and he's got these like really sharp, jaggedy legs, and then like he's swimming through a sea of nugs, and he's just like <laughs> shredding them <laughs> with his arms. <laughs> That was the best fucking AI. Did, did you have that whole picture? I, I visualized it like it was it was on the TV. Right. Yeah, I, I saw that. A little drop down Kraken grinder. Right. I love Krakens. But yeah, that'd be very very exciting. We can get commercials. Um, the creativity would be off the chains. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. I know yeah. the opportunities mm-hmm. though. I mean, I I don't I don't know I don't I guess you know. Keep in line with the culture. Try to keep that shit going as much as you possibly can. Keep that because I feel like you have that feel mm-hmm. when you walk into a place and you're like, oh my God, this has got the perfect cannabis vibe to it. There's no price you could put on that shit. That is a vibe, right? So keep it real with the places, you know, just know that it's going to happen. But like, what are you going to do when it happens? What do you think? Do you think it's going to be like, Oh, I think it's going to be crazy. I mean, I think the comedy club was a great idea. Yeah. I think you can do spa and smoke ideas. And I mean, ugh, edible cuisine. I think doing a sit-down restaurant, like a fine dining restaurant, is that. truly top-notch. That would be an incredible experience. And there's just so many options you could go for. You can bring in different cannabis chefs. You can have rotating menus. 
Right, and mm. it doesn't have to be smoking. You don't have to have smoking no. in there. You could still do vaporizing of all kinds. That that's another thing that'll be definitely more refined because you'll have more chemistry people on it. It'll be federally legal. They'll be able to do backgrounds on these things and figure it out and have more analysis that backs thing because right now it's limited. You get what you get because if government ain't going to be involved mm-hmm. for you, they're going to be involved for themselves right now, you know. That's real. I just hope the um, the education doesn't get lost in all of that. I agree. And yeah. yet I do think that with the consumption lounges, you have a tremendous potential for more education. You can do classes and you have more opportunities to show people exactly how to use a device. I mean, I'm sure everybody showed somebody how to use a bong for the first time. Their eyes kind of <laughs> yeah. like get real big and they struggle with what do I pull out? Yeah. I mean, and then you bring on a dab rig and it's That's game a over. Totally different you know? story. Yeah. It's amazing though, right? But yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Or even like a, um, like some kind of restaurant on the menu, you order something, you can just explain how everything got extracted in some kind of way. Or you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, um, I hope they just find a way to blend in the education part so people will know how cannabis can help them in every single way. Right. And I think that that's the part of curtailing mm-hmm. that experience to people is like, hey, how do you want to feel? Yeah. Oh my God, that's something that's never on a menu, right? <laughs> when you're done eating that, how do you want to feel? Yeah. You know, like when you're finished with that Tom Collins, how do you want to feel? You know, but you can that. do that with I'm, cannabis. I love that. I really think that's... It opens up your mind to so many new possibilities, and I also think it gives the consumer greater control over their own body. How do you want to feel when you're done with this experience and you're moving on with your night or your day, whatever it is? How do you want to feel? What do you, what mood do you want to be in to move into that? Right. How do you want your body to feel? Yeah. I, I try just, to look at the pot. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, I could just like imagine like a spa or like a massage where just, you got all the CBD oils and like um you know the, the, the lotions and stuff like man just um just somebody saying like yeah i want to feel just relaxed at the end of this experience you like i got the perfect thing for you and that, that'd be so dope man i, I hope it really gets there so mm-hmm. yeah air, air purified rooms where you can smoke before you get the massage there you go because to me that's the way it's got to be yeah no vape or anything like that is going to give me the effects of flower we talk right. about this to look like yeah mm-hmm. it just doesn't do for me i'm a flower person and I don't know if that just comes with how long we've been smoking cannabis because any young person I talk to they just prefer dabbing I've, I've noticed that I've noticed that the sooner that they have or like the more recently they've gotten into the industry they're all about the dabbing they're all about the, the vape pens um, like, when did you, how did you skip the smoking part like <laughs> Yeah, that is very true. And, right, you know, it's like, what happened here? Nobody has a handpipe anymore. No. no. No, they went straight to, they skipped the handpipes and the joints and went straight to backwoods. Mm-hmm. They went from backwoods to dabbing real fast. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that just happened quick. I'm like, how are you 21? Just All you do is dab already. Like, and nothing else. Jarrell, I can tell you, though, I can sit and watch YouTubes of people dabbing and falling out <laughs> I don't, about a hundred million times. Like I could just watch that shit over and over and laugh because I don't understand it. I'm like, how it. did that high hit you so much that you knocked the fuck straight out? Like, I've dabbed so hard where I've got the dab sweats and start sweating. Right, you know, yes, But falling yeah. out, it never got that serious. Mm-mm. But that shit cracks me up. I'm like, I don't know how that happens. How did that happen to you? I always want to know... At what level or what point in that high did that person was like, I'm out, I'm, I'm falling out right now, I'm crashing. That's real. Do well, you prefer to like uh, smoke flower, dab? 
I'm mainly a flower person. Okay. You know, I'll definitely take an occasional dab, but I'm a flower girl. Uh, me too. Yeah. We're, we're, we're flower. Yeah. yeah. We just... Cannabis is our thing. We love the way it smokes. We love the high. The high is very much different for me. I agree. It's very different for me as well. Yeah. I, I and love I enjoy it. the hand to mouth. I just, yeah, I like the taste. Right. The process of rolling up mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. And so it's super therapeutic, the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> Recently, we got some flower vapes. And um, those were dope. Like, you could taste all of the cannabis because it doesn't combust oh. the weed. So it's mm-hmm. not like a coil situation. It's more like it bakes the weed. And it, when you empty it out, it's just some light brown cannabis. You know, it's taking all the nutrient out. You smoked all that out. But the taste and flavor profiles of that is just... On point. Yes. Yeah. A really good flower vape, I think, is totally worth the investment. 100%. Yeah. I feel like that's a different high, too. Yes. Or at least for me it is. What do you think about that high? How is it different for you? Um, it's just more it's only way I can describe it is like smoother. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it's not too much of a head rush. It's just like nice and smooth, not as heavy. I would agree with that. I feel like it comes on smoother. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is about the combusting of the weed that makes it so much more of a high. I have no idea. I mean I love <laughs> the vape high. I do one hundred. But afterwards I have to like smoke a joint. I don't know. I love it though. I'm learning less and less that I smoke joints when I have the vape around though. And now we have those dosing pod situations. So Da Vinci has this like. Oh, Da Vinci does a great product. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got these things like dosing pods. And I was like, what is this? And I left it in the box for a long time. And then I took it out and you take the pod out and you stuff the weed inside the pod. And you have six of those. And now you have like your, your little dose. pre-packet. Yep. I was like, oh, they are so clever. They make a really phenomenal product. Yes, I Hell love yeah. it. Shout out to Da Vinci. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Darby, you freaking killed it. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you having you on. I really uh, but, appreciate being here. Uh, before we let you go, we have to know what you've been smoking on lately. Oh goodness, you're actually gonna have to remind me what I just said. <laughs> we were talking about. <laughs> Cannabis, right? Oh, the cannabis. Cannabis. Yeah, yes. the uh, private reserve. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. I picked up last time. I, I pretty, I pretty much like that one. I think it's very enjoyable. Yeah, that was my first time trying it. Mm-hmm. What you been smoking, on, Rocky? Um, I'm still like I have a friend who's a cultivator, and she, she just has some really great stuff, and she gave me some really great cannabis. So, I'm still, you know, real shout out to you, girl, for what you do, because. <laughs> You're phenomenal. I kind of like, I like that it's the personal touch. Hell most yeah. Groups, yeah. Hell yeah. A little extra love. Yeah. Concentrates? Any concentrates for you? Uh, yeah. I picked up some medicine, Hawaiian butterscotch, and um, what was the other one? Uh, million Dollar Baby. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, I, picked up some I also just picked up some Million Dollar Baby. Oh, are you Are we on the same What is going on? Did <laughs> we shop at the same place? <laughs> Did you go to Planet for that? Or? No, I went to Jenny's. Jenny's? Oh, Jenny's. Oh, right yeah, on. Jenny's dispensary. Right yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. sure. I didn't know. That was really cool. Now you can branch out and find these things at different huh. places. I love it. Hell I yeah. do. I love wow. that. Wow, what are you going to get next? I wonder. 
We're going to have to see. We're going to have to yeah, see here. We're going to have to we're see yeah. if we match up, if our, if our cycles are aligning. Yeah, get in contact tomorrow. Like, what'd you get? <laughs> Darby, if anybody wanted to get in contact with you about services, now what services would you be, like, I just wanted to make sure. Anything in the e-commerce or marketing spectrum, I can definitely do. You can reach out to me on Twitter at I am Darby Cox or at my website, DarbyCox.com. Excellent. Um, folks, we are always at all social media channels, High Bud Tenders, and then on all podcast platforms, we are at uh, High Bud Tenders. So anywhere you look, you're going to find us on High Bud Tenders, <laughs> www.highbudtenders.com. Don't forget, we have a shop. We are going to get some more items on there uh, very, very soon. So stay with us. We love you guys, and stay High Bud Tenders. Smokey! Oh. Oh, that was so fun.